All right. So let's get started. Those of you who have taken the quiz, so how did it go? Drop in the comments below what your spiritual gifts are. Drop your results in the chat. Now, what you guys noticed as you uh, read chapter three, four, five, and then you took the quiz from chapter seven is that um, you had some dominant gifts where your number was really strong in those giftings. And then you had some that were moderate. And then you probably had some that were really low or not even really showing up at all. Amazing. Totally fine. I also just want to validate any of you who either had a whole bunch of gifts and the number was like the same throughout, or you you had one, one gift. And maybe that gift was a really high number. Awesome. It's all gravy. Okay. Because we're all growing. This is not about who has the most spiritual gifts. Also, I just want to say like, just because we uncover what, what the gifts are per this quiz doesn't mean anything. Okay. Um, it's all about how God has you positioned to grow and expand in, in the giftings that he has for you. And maybe there's not even a name for it, you know, like I'm just over here doing whatever I'm doing right now, using leadership and wisdom and um, teaching and faith. And it, this is what happens, right? The podcast, the, um, the connection with all of you, the coaching work, the clarity work that I get to do. And there, there doesn't have to be a title on that. It, but it does help me to know that I, it helps me to feel really blessed to see that I am walking out the gifts, right? Like I am using them. I don't want, I don't want to not use them. And so it's cool to see, like, you know, when we look at my gifts, for example, um, I will read you guys some of them here. Like some of them I didn't really know, but when I really thought about it after taking the quiz, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can explore that more deeply. So it's just cool to like bring awareness to maybe some gifts that you didn't notice or um, that aren't strong in, in your mapping and that you can start to pour into a little bit more intentionally or the gifts that are so, so strong, like the number is super high for you and you're not utilizing it. Well, let's change that. Let's change that today. So if we look at mine, um, my dominance were our leadership, faith, and wisdom. I was saying teaching yesterday. It's actually wisdom is my highest uh, before teaching. Where are my points here? Okay, so leadership, I got a 15. Faith, I got a 13. And then I really dropped down. And I have uh, wisdom is 10 points. Pastor is nine points. Teaching is eight. Prophecy is seven. Apostle is eight. So like, I can see that I have two really big apparent giftings that like I also knew, which is leadership and faith. And then wisdom is the next one. And then they really kind of all level out. Awesome. But like, okay, maybe I'm excited about exploring the gift of prophecy and the gift of apostle. Amazing. Like I never really knew that I, that I had potential for those giftings to, to blossom. So if that makes sense, I'm basically saying 
this doesn't constrain you, limit you, put you in any kind of weird ranking or anything of like, well, I have this gift and you do not. Like none of that jazz up in here, okay? It's all about exploring the fruit that God has for your life. Everybody good. Drop me a one. Everybody's here now. Let's get it. What were your top one, two, or three dominant gifts? Drop them in the chat below. I want to see them. Maxie had leadership in teaching. That's amazing. D had seven with a three-way tie. That's super cool. See, and that's the uniqueness of this whole thing. Catherine was teaching, followed by wisdom, knowledge, and leadership. D was surprised by hers. Amazing. What else did you guys get? Um, Let me know in the chat. I would love to hear what other giftings you had. Okay. So we talked about our results. Amazing. What do we do with gifts? So that's really the conversation that I want to have with you ladies today. Number one, I think that as you now have this concept of what your giftings are, go see how they're used and how they're put to use in the Bible. It's so much fun to, to you can, and you can just Google or duck, duck, go this, type it in and be like examples of exhortation and Bible stories, right? And Mandy just mentioned her gifts, exhortation, leadership, wisdom, knowledge, giving, incredible. And um, looking for that, um, examples of giving in the Bible, go and find the stories and read them from the Bible and just pray over them at the same time and see what wisdom and knowledge that you are blessed with in looking at prominent people and these stories. We are meant to learn. They've already walked it out, right, ladies? Like we get to, to learn, to be inspired, to grow in all of those examples. Number two. I want you to pray over your gifts. Yes. And actually, let's just pray together over your gifts um, because I want you I want you to further this. I want you to foster this gift. I want you to allow it to flourish no matter what you are doing in your daily life, no matter what you uh, do for a living, no matter no matter where you are, who you're with, any of those things. So let's just take a moment and I'm going to pray with you all over your gifts. Father God, I just lift up every one of these incredible women that are live, that are going to listen to the replay, that are listening to this on a podcast in the future. I just pray over them that you would open their hearts to receiving the glorious gifts that you have for them. I pray that you would take that gift, hand it to them with clarity, without confusion, and then they would be able to take that gift, plant it, water it, foster the gift, weed the garden, allow it to bloom and blossom into something fruitful, incredible, purposeful, and amazing for your glory. Father God, I pray that if they are afraid of stepping into their giftings, that you remove that fear. We rebuke that fear right here, right now in the name of Jesus, because we accept that we have a calling and a purpose and a divine direction for each of our lives. And we say yes and amen to that. And we need your God-sized confidence right here to pursue it, to play it out, to walk in it. We believe in it. We are here for this. Thank you for this time together today, sweet father. In Jesus name, amen. So let's allow him to blossom the gift. And like I mentioned yesterday, like sweet friends, moving in the giftings is really uncomfortable. It's not easy. It is ugly. It's awkward. And that's the whole point because you are not going to grow unless you take action 
on playing with the gift, learning about the gift, experimenting with the gifts, um, allowing yourself to grow. You know, I've had somebody in the past tell me like, you know, we're in training, right? Like we're in spiritual growth training. <laughs> and so in order for us to grow in our giftings, we have to armor up. We got to go to school, school of hard knocks. We're going to face opposition. We're going to take the tests. We're going to dis- decipher who the right mentorship is, who the right groups of friends are. We're going to walk it out. We're going to try. We're going to fail. We're going to stumble. But we have to continue to show up for it so that we can get the grades, right? So we can get the scholarship. So we can get to the ultimate university of all time. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about the training, putting on the gifts. Okay, next up, number three, I encourage each of you to use your gift in whatever you do. So I think that there's this perception or this setback, this mindset block, that if you have the gift of pastor, you're going to have to like head on over there to seminary school. You're going to have to get some theology going on. Find yourself a church, plant yourself a church and find yourself a stage. And I just think like, well, that's all amazing. And if that's the calling on your heart that you should absolutely pursue it. I I actually believe that you can pastor right here, right now with what you got, right? Like God qualifies the called. Look at the apostles from the Bible. And can we just have a moment? Can we just digress for a second? Have you all seen the chosen yet? Comment below if you have seen it and comment below if you haven't seen it, because that show's about to change your life. It's amazing. The Chosen. Just go watch it. YouTube or Pure Flix. Ugh. It like brings to life all of these experiences of Jesus Christ and, and the inner workings of his apostles and like who they really were. They're normal people just like you and I, right? They are Broken people, people that um, were like, me? Excuse me? You want me to like stop fishing, which is what all I know and all that I am? And you want me to lay down my nets, leave my wife at home, and follow you to fish for people? Like me? Right? It's like, this is crazy. You want me to stop collecting taxes? Everybody hates me. I'm a tax collector. Talk about Matthew, right? You want me to stop doing this and you want me to follow you? This is crazy. It's crazy. You saying yes to your giftings and trying them on and working with what you've got where you are. It's going to be crazy. It's not going to make a lot of sense, you know, and you're not going to feel qualified, but you don't have to be qualified because you're sitting there in your humanness right? We're sitting here in all of our lack, all of us. I am not qualified to be a full out leader on my own. I'm qualified to be a leader by partnering with God in that. He's what fulfills me. He's what gives me the courage. He's what get pushes me to open my mouth and he shall fill it, right? So it's about using your gift in whatever you currently do. Let me give you guys some examples. This is a true story. Uh, if you're a nurse, you could tote and your your gift is evangelism. How perfectly positioned are you, right? 
to mention to people, whatever it is that you amazing evangelists do, because that is definitely not a strong suit for me. I would love that gift. I would love that gift. But it's just not, maybe it's in the cards for the future too, because I also feel like as we grow in our giftings, then we are more prepared to receive bigger responsibility. You know, as you grow in your faith, more is expected of you. As you receive more and you um, have more to give, more is expected of us. And we can grow and we can probably receive more giftings. Like how incredible is that? It's probably something that, and I know everybody's journey is going to be different, but I'm here for it. I'm super here for it, whatever God wants to do. So if you're a nurse and you have the gift of evangelism, hey, use it in your job. If you're a student and you have the gift of evangelism, you're at school all day with lost people. Find five minutes and get coffee with someone. Drop a little hint bomb, whatever it is that leads people to Jesus. Like I had, I think I told you guys already, this lady in my Bible study who had a normal nine to five job, but she would just evangelize like on a daily basis. She had people like, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I'm like, how do you do that? Awesome. So cool. Um, If you have a discernment of spirits, you can use that in the church. You can find a church family who is looking for that skill set. You can use it in your daily life. I mean, wow, how powerful. If you have the gift of giving, you can give of your time. Like try different and unique ways of implementing the gift. Maybe your giving has been financial until this point. Well, great. How else can you give? Can you give of your time? Can you give your attention? Like how many of us can give freely of whatever, of time or finances, but are you giving your attention? Making those sacrifices in your giftings. For example, sitting down with the kids to play for 30 minutes instead of doing the business, even though the business stuff feels easier or vice versa. Pouring into the business and giving, giving content, doing whatever, um, free coaching for somebody that you feel called to help instead of wasting time on social media. Those sacrifices, those are for God's glory. Sacrifices of what you and I want to be doing are sacrifices for the kingdom. And how, how incredible if we actually use that sacrificed time to pour into our giftings, whether it be giving, exhortation, leadership, service, administration, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Let's say that your gift is mercy. Yeah. Like how yesterday I said, how many of you are feelers? And we had so many people up in here like, well, I think mercy is a feeler because that's what I got from the description. But it's that um, seeing and feeling other people's pain and like kind of like Ah, like you really are empathizing with people and what can you do? How can you use that? You know, and that's a heavy gift. That's a heavy gift sometimes. Like I'm a, I'm, I feel, I feel for sure. But let's say, you know, you're a dentist and you have the gift of mercy and you're hearing a story. Like you can right there in that moment, be praying for that person, you know, using your giftings. You, it doesn't have to be outrageous because it's between you and God. Like, Praying over God, how do you want me to use my gift today? Reveal it to me. Holy Spirit, show me an opportunity to use my gift today. Help me see someone who needs what I've got. Give me that opening and prompt me. 
You know, give me that Holy Spirit heart tug. Show it to me. If you're opening those doors through prayer and you're asking God to help lead you in that, he's not going to turn you away because that's the whole point of all of this. Let's say you have the gift of admin. Okay, you can you can do it as your job. Amazing. Being an organization coach, helping a friend out in need. You could work in the church, help with admin. Like there's always a way for you to explore your gift in whatever it is your vocation, your job might be, and in your personal life, okay? Because I think it's also about stretching yourself. I'm a natural leader in my work. I'm, now that my boys are growing up a bit, I'm stretching in new ways and and learning to be a leader for my boys. It's new, it's different, I'm learning, it's not perfect. But, but we can grow in it, which is what actually number four is, is it's use your giftings in new or unique ways. How are you all using your gifts? Drop it in the comments below. Are you using them? Are you intentionally praying over them? Are you implementing them no matter what you do? And where are you seeing weak spots? Where do you see that you're being called to use the gift, but you're not? Get in the chat below. I would love to see your vulnerability right now. So for example, are you a school teacher and you have the gift of teaching? Try Sunday school as well. Like how do you, because just like with anything in life, you know, it takes, you guys have probably heard this, some personal development person said it somewhere, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at your craft. Let's say that's true. Well, what if it takes, you know, three different ways of exploring your gifts and all of these hours and practice and mentorship and prayer and failures to become an expert in your gift. And I don't think that there is a point in time where your gift is capped. I think that you can continue to blow the lid off your gift. I think there's always next level growth, just like there is in your business, your finances, your life, your marriage, your kids, your relationships, your friendships, your your health. There's always a next level. And in your giftings, this is the same stuff. So how do we stretch? How do we push the limit of the gifts? We have to try them out in new, unique, different ways, different scenarios, different situations. And like I mentioned, one of my examples is being a natural leader at work, working on being a leader with my boys. As they grow older, I'm able to try new and different ways of teaching and leading them and using wisdom. Okay. Number five is to consult or find um, counsel, godly mentors, friends who you trust to guide you, to advise you, to encourage you. This sometimes is a spouse, sometimes could be a pastor, could be a godly friend, could be an actual coach. Who is that person or those people for you that you can say, hey, I'm trying to grow in this gift right now. Help a sister out. Like, what else can I do? What do you see as opportunity for me? Help me with the mindset block that I'm facing. Help me overcome the fear of opening my mouth or of giving or whatever that thing might be. So you got to have the people in your corner, ladies. It's, it's really important, right? Who are your people? And if you don't have the people, you're going to have to find the people. And, and again, pray over it. So often we turn to ourselves to figure stuff out. Let me find the answer to who my people are, my coaches are, my court, my, like if you pray over stuff, 
God will give it to you. And it's not always in your timing. That's, you know, I feel you. I feel that. But it's always there. You know, I've prayed for people on my team and he hands them to me. Uh, I've prayed for the sisterhood that I have now, the friendships I have for, the coaches I have now. We prayed for the church, the books, like the answers in my parenting, the answers in my marriage. Like, I mean, I'm always, I'm always deep in prayer, like all day, every day. And it's important that we do that in our gifts as well, because he'll show you how do you step into it? How do you stretch it? How do you grow? How do you evolve? All right. Number six. You have to be open to growth. (laughs) This is so fun because how many of you, you're trying something new, you're trying to stretch the gift, but it's super uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. It's hard to start a new business because you don't know how. It's super uncomfortable to start having conversations with strangers about Jesus Christ. I mean, come on, y'all. At least like maybe it's not for you, for me. Like, but we have to be open to the growth. We have to be open to the discomfort. I think that's one of the biggest break, biggest things I want you to write down today, right now. Be open to the discomfort. Be open to the stretch. Like if, if I was to give you an analogy for this, go to the gym, you start working out. Well, you probably look a little weird because you don't know the form. You don't know how much weight to put on. <laughs> You drop the barbell and you're like, oh, meant to do that. It's totally fine. You wore the wrong pants. You didn't realize you're supposed to wear high-waisted mom pants when you're at the gym. Because otherwise, you got the muffin top. You got the butt crack. Like, it's just really not going to work. You got the see-throughs. You got you to gotta think ahead, if you know what I'm saying. This takes practice. Then you get in there. You finally got a groove. You're learning. You're in training, but now you're sore because you're like, eh, like my muscles, I'm breaking them down. I'm stretching them. And you don't realize that you're supposed to have the protein after the workout. Newbie mistake, no problem. Now you're researching. Now you got a mentor at the gym. You got a trainer. They're helping you. They're helping you learn the right form. They're helping you learn the right weight. They're helping you learn just the right protein blend for you. They're teaching you about the amino acids, like whatever it is. And so now when you get in the gym, you're intentional. You're in and out. You know it. You're trying new and unique workouts. You are getting more comfortable. You're not afraid to help someone else out with their workout. Your muscles are growing. You feel better. Your 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 skin looks better because your, your endorphins are gro- going and glowing and all of that. Well, That's a process, right? Working it out, the awkward beginning, all the way to you feeling the fruits of pushing through the pain, of learning how to optimize the process. It's worth it. But when you're over here on day three at the gym, it doesn't feel worth it. You're like, why am I paying $70 to embarrass myself? every single week. (laughs) Well, six months later, you look better. You feel better. You're a mentor. People know you. They're like coming to you for advice. Is this making sense? This is the same process in any area of your life, my loves. We've got to be uncomfortable to grow. We've got to push through the awkward to see the fruit. 
We have to be in training and be open to the growth. In order to become the trainer, you must get the training. None of us wake up and all of a sudden, everything is just working out, right? Like I am nine years in this journey as a full-time entrepreneur. You better believe there was extraordinarily embarrassing moments in there. There were a lot of failure. There was a lot of mindset work. There was brokenness. There was distraction from the enemy. There was the wrong path. There was the wrong course. There was the wrong stuff, like wrong pricing, wrong everything. Like, And there was also a lot of right. There was a lot of stretching and growing and training. And often I would block my own growth because I was afraid of it. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to spend that money on myself. I don't, I don't want to do it the right way. I want to do it the fast way. It set me back, right? It set me back in my business, in my purpose work. It, why? Why are we so averse to the growth process? What do you guys think? And if you're here to push through the awkward, to get the mentorship, to say yes to partnering with God in the growth journey and so what to the judgment and so what to the I don't knows and the I'm not sure's and the all of that stuff, raise your hand in the comments because I think it all starts with saying it out loud. I'm here for the growth. I'm here for the discomfort. I'm saying yes to taking action. I'm going to open my arms and be persistent and trusting that this gift is going to go from seed to blossom in my life. I'm here. I'm declaring it. I'm, I'm accepting it. I'm rising into my authority because the Bible says that these are for me. I can see it in my life, but I don't feel ready. I don't feel sure. That's exactly the point. You're never supposed to be sure. The test is what becomes the testimony. If there's no test, there is no testimony. Right, ladies? The test is what becomes the testimony. I don't know about you. But at the end of all of this, I want a testimony. I want a testimony. I want to say, I want to stand up and say, I tried and I failed. But I tried. I want to say I helped someone out. I want to say I led someone to their clarity work, to their calling. I opened my mouth even though I wasn't sure. I want to say that I stood on a stage and blessed someone in that audience. I want to say it. I want to say that I led my boys the best way I know how. I want to say all of that. But for me to stand up and say it, I've got to experience it. If you don't have the test, you won't have the testimony. And the test is right here. It's right now. It's in your life. It's hard and awkward and uncomfortable. Say yes to it. All right, loves. So what I want you to do now, I want you to finish the book. Okay, I want you to finish the book. I want you to join me in my launch process. Okay, I have a brand new podcast starting on Monday. We are relaunching. We are rebranding. I can't believe it. It's crazy. We picked the art today. Ah! So come join the launch team. You can win a 30-minute coaching session with me, 
bit.ly slash Steph launch team. Okay. And um, you get to see the art before everyone else. Woo, woo, get it, get it. Yeah, girls. And if there are any of you right now that are like, I need some more of this. Okay. I need to figure out how to partner my gifts with my calling. Come join Clarify Your Calling. I'm not selling you, pitching you other than saying, come just pray over it and see if it might be right for you. Okay. That's at clarifyyourcallingcourse.com. It is a 30 day course taking you through all of this times 20. We're going gifts to clarity, identity in Christ, utilizing the gifts, building a gifts, gifts, building a brand and everything in between. Okay. You're going to walk away with title, tagline, description, plan for implementation, how to use your giftings to build a business. It's amazing. You guys, it's so amazing. Okay. So if that is for you right now in this moment, and you're like, I want more of this type of work, clarifyyourcallingcourse.com. Okay. I hope this has blessed you guys. You've blessed me. Thank you for being part of this with me. Be excited for Monday. Say a prayer for me. I can't wait to show you the new art, the new brand, the new vision for the show. And, um, you just bless me. So I love you guys. Get after it. Have a great weekend. Bye, loves.